You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Tuesday. You are listening to Locked On Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. You can go to builtbar.com and use promo code Locked On and you get 20% off your next order. My name's Sarah Avampato. I am your host, and we're back. It's another week. It's another day. It's another chance to look at what our players are doing across the world because they're certainly not really doing a whole lot of anything here in the United States. So today's show is going to look at some news about many of our newest prospects, including some over here in the US. Uh, But mostly we've got a lot of stuff going on in Europe, especially as teams start doing more national team stuff to get ready for World Juniors. So we're going to start seeing more things coming out of Europe in the near future. So we're going to look at that today, as well as take a look at the general state of the world in terms of the NHL and returning to play next season, uh, it's never too early to start wondering and panicking about what's going to happen next year. So that is going to be today's show. Just to uh, level set with you, to steal a phrase from from the day job, from the corporate America world, to level set with you, uh, because hockey is officially done, done, the draft is over, uh, there is not really anything on the horizon yet for any of our teams now until training camps and stuff open, we are going back down to approximately three shows a week here at the Locked On Network. So because of who I am as a person, I cannot commit to you like these are the days you're going to hear the show. I'm thinking Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, but you know, we'll see, especially if there is big news, breaking news. Uh, Never fear, you will always get a show if there happens to be huge King's news of some sort uh, that needs to be discussed. I will make sure that you are well informed of what is going on in the King's world. But for right now, you're going to be hearing a little less podcasting. And so I'm really glad that you are here to stick with me and continue learning about the King's just, you know, slightly less amount of time than five days a week. So today I wanted to start out by looking at the NCAA, because each kind of division is basically coming up with their own plans on how they want to do their season. And uh, this year, we don't really have too many college guys to worry about. We've got David Rinnick over at St. Cloud State University. St. Cloud is preparing to enter a bubble, essentially, in, I think, Omaha to play with uh, some other schools from their division. But not too many NCAA people in the Kings world right now. Uh, Some of them are like new draft pick Alex Laferriere are going back to the USHL, which is an option for a lot of college bound players. But one team is getting ready to start hockey soon. And that is the University of Minnesota, where new draft pick defenseman Brock Faber is going to be playing. They have announced that their season is going to begin as soon as November 13th. Uh, So coming up right around the corner, uh, this is part of the Big Ten Conference the plan that they have put together. It's going to feature a 24-game schedule plus an additional four games per school against Arizona State University, which is not part of the Big Ten, but that is where they are playing. And this year, the Big Ten Conference season is going to conclude 
in March, March 18th through the 20th is the intent with the Big Ten Men's Ice Hockey Tournament. Uh, and they are going to do a single elimination format, which is the way it used to be. And now things have changed because college hockey always likes to change things up and get confusing. But this year, the tournament is going to feature all seven teams in the conference and will be single elimination games. So that is, of course, if we make it to March with college hockey. Uh, If you take any look at basically anywhere that is trying to do games, whether it be the USHL, uh, the Quebec Junior League up in Canada, any college sports that are happening. uh, Wisconsin's men's football team just recently had to cancel a bunch of things. I think they canceled a game because of COVID. Everything is very up in the air and the best laid plans can still fall through if your whole team happens to get COVID. So the NCAA's plan is games start as soon as November 13th, which means that we will be able to see Brock Faber in action of some sort if the season starts. Minnesota is not super high ranked. Uh, They have lost a lot of talent over the years, including our own Mikey Anderson, uh, who is now turned pro at the end of his college career. Uh, So Minnesota is working its way back up the standings. Uh, They are ranked 13th in the USA Today USA Hockey Men's College Hockey Poll. Uh, That is based off of feedback from coaches and journalists representing each of the NCAA Division I hockey conferences, as well as sort of a composite of votes from other areas as well. Uh, Another poll from uscollegehockey.com, Minnesota was ranked 14th. So they've got a lot of work to do, but uh, it's a program that has a long history of success. So I don't think that's anything to worry about. And really the rankings, all you have to do is look at all of the years where St. Cloud was number one, and then they got to the playoffs and then they choked. So, you know, your ranking doesn't necessarily have to mean anything. That is kind of it from the United States, at least, uh, although we will have USHL news soon as their season is getting ready to start. They've been doing preseason games and are getting ready to head into the regular season. It, it begins, in fact, this week, Thursday, November 5th, is the start of the USHL season, ends on April 24th, so they're really hoping to be able to get their season in as well. So we'll be able to start following along fairly soon with some of our prospects who are going to be playing in the USHL. Fingers crossed everything goes well this year. And the USHL, again, like the NCAA, like all of these leagues, is just hoping that everything goes off the way it's supposed to go and that there aren't major COVID issues. But coming up next, we're going to look at some accolades that King's prospects have been getting, and we're going to turn our sights to Europe and check in on some of our newest prospects and see what they're doing over there. Real quick, though, I want to tell you about Built Bar because Built Bar is back. It is better than ever, and it is just waiting for you, yes, you, to go to the website, check out Built Bar, and bring some home. Built Bars are good for you. First off, they are full of protein, high in fiber, low in calories, and they are great if you are especially someone who is health conscious or if you're someone who likes things that are delicious. Built Bar comes in 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut varieties. You've got choices like caramel brownie, lemon almond cheesecake, German chocolate, salted caramel, coconut, and many, many more. I had a salted caramel this morning and it was super good. Like it really was like I was eating candy. So you can go right now to builtbar.com 
check it out, see what they've got. Use promo code locked on and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code locked on for 20% off at builtbar.com. We continue our check-in on King's prospects in North America by turning to Jordan Spence, who plays for the Moncton Wildcats up in the Quebec Major Junior League. He was recently named Player of the Week for the league. He had three goals and two assists in two games, both overtime wins for Moncton. He is the sixth defenseman in franchise history to record a hat trick and is the first in nine years to do that. The finishing goal for his hat trick, the third goal, was also the game winner, came just one minute and 51 seconds into overtime, which earned Moncton back-to-back wins for the first time this season. He, of course, was named first star of the game, so Jordan Spence picking up some honors. In seven games so far this season, he has nine points. And as we talked about last week on the show, he has been named to the selection camp for Hockey Canada for World Juniors, and most people think he is pretty much a lock to make the team, so we will get to see a lot more of him. And, you know, for many Kings fans, him in World Juniors may be the first time that you are getting to see him play, so we're going to cross our fingers that as many Kings as possible, or as many future Kings, I guess, get to take part in World Juniors this year, so we all get to see, you know, what they look like. First off, have a whole chunk of players who have been loaned there, but they are not our focus for today. Today, we're focusing on uh, the prospects who are not, you know, on the scene to come over to North America anytime soon. We start with Atu Yamsen, who is Finnish forward, drafted with the Kings' last selection in this year's draft. He was selected as Player of the Month for the U20 League in Finland. In 10 games, he has 12 points, 5 goals, and 7 assists in the month of October. So he has been basically tearing it up in that league. Of Kings prospects who are currently playing, because we have a whole ton of them, especially between the AHL and OHL, a whole ton of them just not playing yet. Uh, of the Kings prospects who are currently playing somewhere, uh, Jomsen leads all of them in points. He has 28 points in 16 games for the under-20 Pelicans squad in Finland. He has nine goals 19 assists. So who knows what he's going to look like at the next level. He has not been, you know, playing up yet, but I think that is pretty darn good. Also in Finland, we have Kasper Simontoval, who has played four games in Liga, which is the men's league there. He had one assist. He was loaned to the Mestis League, which is basically the second tier of Finnish hockey, sort of the AHL or the Allsvenskan kind of of, of Finland. Uh, and he is doing a lot better there. Uh, that league is a lot younger because a lot of their players go on to, you know, they want to make the leap to the Liga or the KHL or, or, or whatever. That league skews younger, so he's playing more towards people of his experience and age level. He has seven points in five games while he has been down there. Uh, He is also a player who is considered pretty much a near lock for the World Juniors team for Finland, so we will get to see some more of him most likely once World Juniors roll around. Sweden is another country that has been having some games postponed due to all sorts of reasons. Uh, We've seen games also postponed in Finland because of COVID. We've seen matches postponed in Sweden because of COVID. And now the team that Tobias Bjornfoot is playing on uh, had four matches postponed because of a widespread infection throughout the team. Now, none of the reports have said it was COVID. uh, And I, I think that it seems like teams are generally being transparent about that, if that's the reason 
why they are postponing games. Uh, so this is something else entirely, but lots of Swedish teams not uh, playing exactly as expected so far as well. Helga Granz, who is one of the Kings draft picks from this year, has six points in 11 games with the Malmo Redhawks. He is second in points on his team, which is great, except for the fact that, like, he probably shouldn't be because six points in 11 games, not so hot. Malmo is not doing particularly well in the SHL. They are last, they are next to last in the league. So he is on a team that he at least is going to get plenty of opportunity to uh, work on his defensive game, it looks like. He also is on a four game pointless streak right now. Uh, so looking to get out of that slump, hopefully pretty soon. One last player to check in on over in Europe, and that's Lucas Perique, who is. Uh, still playing in the WHL, or at least that's where he's assigned to. He has been loaned uh, to a team over in the Czech Republic to play there uh, because the WHL is not quite ready to play yet, uh, much like basically every junior league except for uh, the Quebec League in Canada. Parikh was announced as a invitee to the Czech Republic's camp for determining the Karjala Cup roster. That is a annual men's tournament that is played between the Czech Republic, Russia, Finland, and Sweden. For this tournament, you usually see a pretty interesting mix of players on the roster. Uh, there's always a large number of uh, guys who have NHL experience who played over here for a little while and, and went back to Europe. You get guys who have played in Europe their whole careers, and then you always have a kind of a handful of, of some of the up-and-coming prospects as well. So he is one of three goaltenders invited to camp. Uh, regardless of what happens, it'll be a good experience for him to get to get a little more time on the ice playing against men and playing against uh, teams that are like not to be down on the Czech Republic, but of the Czech Republic, Russia, Finland, and Sweden, I'm going to guess that the Czech Republic team is going to struggle the most. So he is going to get some good experience there, even if he doesn't end up playing a game. Uh, it's always great to see your guys get invited to go uh, perform with the national team. He, of course, has played with the Czech national team at the juniors level, having played for them in last year's World Juniors. So this will be, I believe, his debut on the men's league. When we come back, we're going to talk about some news and information that is coming out about looking at the return to play for next season that is coming up next on the show. A little preview of what's coming up later throughout the week. The Jersey Fund could not just be contained to this show because I sat down with Jay Forster of Locked On Blue Jackets, and we pretty much went and gave our thoughts and hot takes and biggest wishes for all of the jerseys in the league, all of the teams, even the teams that don't exist yet or don't exist anymore. Uh, so we are going and uh, we've got some pretty spicy takes. So that is coming up throughout this week. And uh, next week, we'll be giving you some little chunks of that conversation, of course, worked in with any other awesome Kings news that happens to pop up. So keep listening to Locked On Los Angeles Kings for uh, more hot takes from yours truly. We're going to wrap up today's show by taking a look at what we know about what next season may look like. Uh, this comes from some great work from ESPN, from Greg Wyshynski and Emily Kaplan, who put together a pretty comprehensive look at everything we know about next season. As we've talked about earlier on Locked on Kings, uh, we are currently targeting January 1st for the start date for the NHL season that is pushed back from the initial guesses of December. You know, I'm not a betting person. I wouldn't put money on this or whatever, but I would not be surprised to see that shift even later 
past January as well, knowing especially that the AHL, OHL are not starting until February. I could easily see the NHL starting mid-January, early February. I feel like those leagues all usually start kind of right in a row. And having the NHL play for a full month before the AHL starts could be weird. But then again, the ECHL has already announced their return to play schedule, and it doesn't align with any of that anyway. So I think no matter what happens, uh, next year's going to be weird. Right now, there haven't been any concrete negotiating sessions with the Players Association Return to Play Committee. Uh, There's about 10 players on that. Uh, So nothing formal starting to move forward, but they have talked with uh, the Players Association representative on that committee uh, just to get some flavor, let's say. The big thing, of course, is going to be fans because... As we all know, many of these teams need that gate revenue to be able to be anywhere approaching, you know, financial solvency. And many teams now are located in areas that have been reopening. Texas, for example, we saw the Stars having their watch parties at at their arena. Other places like Carolina, Florida, like they are opening for allowing fans at events. It's a little different for the NFL because of course those are all outdoors, but many of these teams do play in places that could have fans in the stands. Uh, Other places like Chicago, Los Angeles, uh, New York probably are much more cautious. And that's not even getting into Canada, which has just proposed that there's going to be no body checking in the OHL. Canada is even further off than uh, some of these places in the United States from from allowing other people to be to be in games, let alone, you know, if the game can be played the way it's meant to be played. But that is really kind of the biggest focus of the league, aside from just, you know, making sure hockey starts again. It's really just the fan aspect. And I get it because we all miss hockey. We miss going to games. We miss watching games on television with an actual crowd and not a person pushing buttons on a mixer. Like that was cool. I got used to it eventually. But just from a team standpoint, just from a product on the ice standpoint, you really do want to start seeing how you can get people to to take part in these games other than just players and watching on television. Uh, and, and again, I think this is going to be a really big concern for places like Arizona, the Hurricanes, places that we know operate pretty lean and may not have the resources or whatever that a team like the New York Rangers has. The other big kind of sticking point in this is, you know, back in June, whenever all of this was decided on for the return to play for the playoffs... It was basically kind of like, well, you either take this and we make it happen or you don't play hockey and we don't finish the season. So it was a little bit of a you didn't have much of a choice. Now, with a much longer runway, with the pressing need of finishing the season and awarding the Stanley Cup, you know, off the table, I think that we could see a lot more negotiation than we did in this previous return to play. You know, the the collective bargaining agreement doesn't talk about now. It talked about last season. Teams and players both are going to have a lot more feelings and a lot more ability to push back on the league now that we are in a situation where things aren't quite so urgent. Um, And again, all of this, as we've talked about at the top of the show with the NCAA, with juniors, all of this could change overnight. For example, I was doing some stuff for my day job 
that involved researching some COVID restrictions. And as I was typing up my findings for my boss, the governor of Massachusetts, which is one of the states that I was having to research, was giving a briefing at that exact moment, talking about the COVID spike in Massachusetts and what they were going to do about it. So these things change minute to minute, hour to hour. And so it's going to be really, really hard for any plan to come into place because of the extremely fluid nature of everything. Not to mention, again, we have teams in Canada and it doesn't seem like the border between the U.S. and Canada is going to be opening anytime soon. Canada doesn't seem particularly inclined to allow teams to come in and out as they please. See, for example, again, the fact that the Toronto Blue Jays had to play in the United States because Canada was like, no, you're not bringing your Jeremy baseball players into this country. So just the whole Canada issue alone and how you make that work is a huge issue to figure out because the idea of a bubble for a full season, I think is a non-starter for players. I think we could see kind of regional hubs or short-term bubbles where you're there for two weeks or something, but there's just no way that we're going to be able to have the same bubble that we did for the playoffs. So again, much can change. There's no point in really even trying to plan anything right now because stuff is just so up in the air in both countries. One interesting note uh, that came across in that reporting from ESPN is that they have had a lot of discussion about the teams that did not participate in the playoffs, the qualifying rounds, the whatever. Uh, And that, of course, includes us. And the expectation right now is that those seven teams that did not get to participate in the return to play uh, a few months ago are going to get extra time in training camp. That's sort of the the proposed idea right now that they'll get about seven to 10 extra days. Regular training camps are expected to be about two weeks long. So the Kings could conceivably get a third week or so tacked onto that just to give them a little more time to all get back on the ice, get their conditioning up, whatever. That of course is in addition to whatever guys are doing right now to work out, to stay in shape, stay game ready. Everyone has their own plans and their own lives. So everyone will get a little bit longer, it seems like, to get up to speed before things uh, start happening. So that's the latest in what the return to play could look like for next season whenever it happens. It's a fluid situation. Like I said, it's something we will keep our eye on here and just keep hoping, just keep telling yourselves that maybe someday we're going to get to see the Kings again playing hockey. That is it for today's show. That's all the news that I've got for you. I do want to say if you are listening to this on Tuesday, please go vote. If you are in Los Angeles, you can go vote at the Staples Center. Uh, it is open until 8 p.m. today, Election Day. If you're in Orange County, you can vote. You can go vote at the Honda Center. I know as a Kings fan, that would probably be a little weird and blasphemous, but hey, you could at least be in an arena again, I guess, while we're waiting for hockey to come back. Honda Center also open until 8 p.m. today. If you're not in either of those places, if you don't know if you're registered to vote, if you don't know how to vote, you can go to I Will Vote. Dot com. Any information you could possibly need about knowing how and where to vote. If you're in California, you are in one of the states that allows people to register on the day of the election. So if you're not registered, you can go show up to your polling place, show up to Staples Center if you're in LA and register on the spot. So go exercise your civic duty today. Again, IWillVote.com if you need more information on how to do the thing. Later in the week here on Locked on Kings, we're going to be ranking some jerseys and giving some hot takes with Jay Forrester of Locked on Blue Jackets. So keep tuning in for that. That's all for today's show. You can find me on Twitter at Sarah. this show on Twitter at Locked on LA Kings. 
We are available, of course, wherever podcasts are found. So subscribe, hit that big green or blue or red or whatever color it is, subscribe button in your favorite podcast app and listen to us all the time. Leave a rating or a review if you like what you're hearing. And of course, tell your friends all about it because we're covering the Kings basically forever until hockey comes back. And then we'll talk about hockey games. Until next time, this has been Locked on Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.